Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Whenever you hear about a religious war, and history is filled with them, there's often something called the other in the conflict. What is it? Why is it? And what do we need to know about it? Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, is here with us today to explain. Lincoln, what is the other? I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, and uh, one of the books that I treasure that, that our church has long had is called The Great Controversy. Mm-hmm. And it sets the whole story since creation, and actually predates it a little, into into heaven and what happened there, but then moving to this earth and creation. It sets it all up as basically a fight between good and evil, between uh, God and uh, his principles and his two-thirds of the angels, and the one-third of the angels that followed uh, Lucifer, a once uh, high-ranking angel, but someone that thought he could do better than God. That book shows through history and right through our day and to the end of it all how there's God and his followers, the other side, Satan, and his principles and his followers. I do believe that in the United States, particularly at the moment, we're having problems defining what's happening around us because we don't really explain evil properly. In other words, we haven't looked behind the curtain to see who's manipulating all this stuff. Right. I should say, you know, I studied history and literature in college, and, and I, uh, I I like to read a lot of things, and, and I was very taken years ago to read and study John Milton's Paradise Lost, yes. which pretty much takes this great controversy uh, theme approach to the whole Bible story. It's a fabulous piece of uh, literature. I would recommend anyone read it. Mm-hmm. used to be well-known. <laughs> I don't think anymore. And John Milton, who happened to be the chief secretary to Oliver Cromwell, who was one of the strongest rulers in England's history, but a non-king, he actually killed a king after winning a civil war, a religious civil war, and ruled till his death as a a sort of a religious dictator of sorts, or a strong man. So it was in that context that John Milton wrote this great controversy-type theme. And he knew it from his own uh, day, that there was a real conflict between forms of religion and between the non-believer and someone that believed the Bible. Mm -hmm. But today in America, post-9-11, certainly, you know, we're at pains to sort of tone down the religious opposition, even as those people might cut off heads and crucify people afresh. These are just extremists. Mm -hmm. It's not usually recognized as perhaps a manifestation of a truly malevolent, plan of a uh, spiritual being and a spiritual uh, faction. It's not the whole Middle East, but the whole Middle East is pretty much in trouble. <laughs> yes, it's pretty, yes, pretty much in trouble. But it, it's not every Middle Eastern person you meet, especially the one living next door to you, that necessarily is connected with this stuff. No. As a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, I certainly have to believe that there's truth and that there's error, mm-hmm. and that some people understand what God is communicating through his word better than others. But I do believe, as the Bible says, that there is a light that illumines every man. Mm. And the, the, the principles of God and goodness can be manifested through uh, different religions and even through people who aren't religious, just as an evil, malevolent power 
that's advancing the principles of this enemy of God can manifest itself in different ways through different people and even through different religions. Mm-hmm. When did this begin, Lincoln? We seem to see threads throughout history that this boogeyman uh, that you're trying to identify for us here has been at work. What are the roots of this thing? Well, you know, the, the Bible hints at it. I mean, it explains it, but I mean, it doesn't give it in a simple, easily boarded story. You mm-hmm. sort of have to pull it together bit by bit. But shortly before man was created, it seems that there was a dispute in heaven. Mm-hmm. Michael, as the Bible calls him, and there's a reasonable logic in the Bible to think that, that he then became expressed in our reality as Jesus. Mm-hmm. But Michael sort of knew what God was planning, God the Father, the Ancient of Days, and Lucifer, as someone who thought he was equal with Michael, was a bit offended. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like what came out of those plans with the Godhead, with the Father, and he started murmuring which we all do. I mean, in fact, in the United States, it's the political process. (laughs) And it's interesting to read some commentaries of what happened in heaven. There's some evidence that this wasn't in itself a terminal rebellion. It was just not a good thing. Mm -hmm. But once God clarified it, Satan persisted in his attacks, because Mm -hmm. by that point he'd become really convinced he could do it differently. And so a third of heaven, it may well be figurative, but I, I think it's a way of saying to the reader of the Bible, that it wasn't the majority, right. but it was a significant amount of, mm-hmm. of heaven split over how to carry forward the good of the universe. And more and more, that third and the leader, Satan, has been frustrated by what God's doing, and rather than just run another plan, he's trying to destroy those mm-hmm. who uh, have faithfulness in God's way. Mm-hmm. And so there's an antagonist, and that's how the Bible first presents Satan, as an antagonist. Mm-hmm. I do believe that for modern America, Satan is not a person per se, or not even a direct force. When some of those same people say evil, they just mean that it's something opposed to what they yes. they believe, but they don't see it as a true evil identity. The closest we came with that was George Bush, and I hate to invoke him because I didn't much <laughs> agree with him, but you know, he spoke about the axis of evil, yes, <laughs> yes. evil forces that were opposed to us, and I don't even agree in each case, that they were ultimately all evil. Mm -hmm. But there is evil abroad at the moment. There's no question. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody that thinks long and hard about it, they shouldn't just say that a terrorist is an extremist, which I think is a misnomer because uh, many of them uh, get their views directly out of their holy writings. They're not an extreme doctrine. They're just an extreme application. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to do such things requires a malevolent, evil spirit. And when we look back over the course of history, we see this malevolent spirit just resurfacing every once in a while. Sometimes it's in a nation of evildoers. Sometimes it's in the midst of a church or a church movement. Can I say that? Yeah. And one truth is how this identification of evil sharpens even the conflicts within a religion. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, on this program before, I've said that religious wars are particularly dangerous, because unlike civil wars that that are over gaining territory or access to a waterhole or or a resource like oil or whatever, a religious war, you're dealing with the absolute other, theological other, and at times people that are identified 
as evil by their very nature. Yes. Well, those wars tend to be irreconcilable and wars of extermination. But that same uh, logic has been applied internally within a religion. And rather than just a theological dispute, and we have plenty of them within the United States, even on church-state issues, there's yes. plenty of yes. disputes about how to apply a principle through civil law. And in another program, you and I talked about the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Yes. Some of the most extreme Protestant, mostly uh, religious activists, would like to have the ability to uh, marginalize non-believers in their interactions. Others would just want the right to be left alone with their faith. But very easily, one faction can turn around and accuse the other because they differ from being evil. Exactly. Being exactly. You know, in league with another force, not just having a difference of opinion or interpretation. So when we try to identify the real boogeyman in this world and in history, you're saying that the roots are in prehistory, even before this world began. What's happening in the future? Any, any good news for us here? Well, this is where our religious conflict, I think, even gets worse. Because while most Christians in, in, in the West today are not very biblically conversant, mm -hmm. if they read their Bible, they'll see that the forces of evil are predicted to become even more personal and more involved with human affairs, mm -hmm. and that at the very end of time, which may well be our time frame, yes. there will be a literal fighting it out, if you like. There'll be an attempt at final extermination of God's faithful by these evil forces. Mm -hmm. And Christianity believes that in its apocalyptic interpretations of Daniel, for example, and Revelation. Islam believes it. They have the concept of the Antichrist in a final battle. Judaism is not as plain, but it has the idea that the whole world will respond to Judaism, and so it's separating between the sheep and the goats, yes. a final, yeah. maybe if not battle, then a reckoning time when evil is revealed and dealt with finally. And even some of the more philosophical Eastern religion, you'll find they do have this antagonistic force as a concept. Hmm. Well, it really behooves us as children of God to clearly identify what's behind these terrible things that are happening in this world and look beyond the humanity into the awfulness of what is driving it all. That's our task, it seems to me, I hear you saying, and that's not an easy task, Lincoln. No, it's not an easy task, and in some ways, knowing that it's evil makes it harder. Yes, yes. Because you're not always dealing with rational uh, concepts. You, you're dealing with just an innate hatred of a certain religious viewpoint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm afraid, not for the first time in human history, but in some of our dealings with these terrorist groups, there is a malevolent spirit abroad, and this is playing right into the hands of the destroyer, the enemy of mankind, as the Bible calls him. Well, I still want some good news from you, Lincoln. Any good news on this story? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is that once you see things for what they are, it can give you more confidence in God. There's a fabulous story in the Old Testament of, I think it was the prophet Elisha, who was surrounded by the Syrians. Mm -hmm. I know the Syrian situation today is a bit strange, but they were a strong empire back then, and they, they would come to take this prophet who was 
advising the Israelite king in their battle, and they want to capture him, and, and his servant was very depressed. And Elisha says, Lord, show him, open his eyes. And uh, the servant's eyes were opened, and he saw all around the city that was besieged by the Syrians, but in the sky and the mountains around the city, a huge horde of heavenly hosts there mm. to protect them. Oh, my. And I think we need to see that. On one side, in a cosmic battle, and, and let's hope it's on the right side, but on the other side, there's some forces too, and, and yet God has promised the good will win. I think our prayer should be, as you say, open our eyes so that we can see the real issues that are going on around what is making us afraid. Good lesson there, Lincoln. Thank you. www.libertymagazine.org is the website. If you'd like to hear this program again or other material, read the magazine and subscribe to it. It's all at www.libertymagazine.org. Lincoln Steed, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.